I'm starting this episode slightly differently. And um, firstly, I just want to say thank you so much to every single one of you who's taken the time to listen to the podcast um, up till now. And also, I do not take your attention lightly, honestly. Um, I really appreciate uh, that you're you're giving me your time and uh, listening to this podcast. So uh, I need your help. Um, a real goal of mine is to make this the the go-to place if you work in the recruitment industry or if you're interested in the recruitment industry to learn from others. And the best way for me to do that is to listen to my audience. So I need your help um, with basically providing me with what you want me to cover. So um, if there's any particular topics you want me to go over, please do get in touch. If you, there's any particular questions uh, that you want me to ask the future guests, then please do get in touch about that as well. The best way is probably on LinkedIn. So if you don't have me on LinkedIn already, Uh, please do send me a connection request I'd love to hear from you and that's Hisham Azuz on LinkedIn and as I said I want to keep on on the topics I want to make sure I'm talking about the right things for for you guys Um, and the best way to do that is to listen to my audience so please 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 if you do have the time um, get in touch I would love to hear from you the Recruitment Rollercoaster Podcast my name is Hisham Azuz and today I'm joined by Tori and Rahil from the award-winning Forsyth Barnes. So thank you for coming in, guys. Thanks for having us. Um, so as I always do, having the peruse on LinkedIn and checking out both your um, backgrounds, um, well, how did you guys get into recruitment? What's the, uh, what's the story? Please do share. Uh, long time ago. Now it feels like forever. I, I suppose I had done kind of HR training as my first grad job and basically wanted something a bit more challenging, a bit more exciting in terms of industry-wise and yeah, I guess fell into it like everybody else does. Nice. What about you, Rahel? Fell into it. Sales background as a kid, Um, like sort of pre-uni and everything, got really lazy at uni. What did you do at uni? Uh, Law. Oh, wow. Uh, So it's something I always wanted to do as well. Um, What, law? Yeah, yeah. Um, Not because your parents wanted you to do that. No, everyone asked (laughs) me the same thing. No, no, it was um, something I've always wanted to do since I was about 10. Um, Got disillusioned with that and then uh, just looking for a sales job after uni. Did you just grow to hate it then in uni? Because you're doing it so much, like non-start. What, law? Yeah. I did finish my degree to finish it. Two reasons. So A, I wasn't a flake and B, for fear of my dad. (laughs) <laughs> I love that I love the honesty uh, so yeah um, so why sales then what what gravitated towards you for sales after uh, that do you know what it started off in the playground at school okay. like, I know a lot of people say this but no, it, it did I remember getting my first phone in year 5 at okay. school yeah yeah um, and then as soon as I got it like, I was delighted but I thought I might be able to make something from this yeah and then I think I, I bought it for 40 quid at the time and I sold it for 45 <laughs> <laughs> Five quid up, cheers. Yeah, and yeah. then uh, I, w- I was that kid who had a new phone every week okay. uh, at school. And I'd always go to the market um, and sell it there. Nice. To the same dude, and then I'd get another one. And I just, I've always wanted, like, the latest bit of tech. I've always loved tech from being a kid. Okay. Uh, it literally started from there, and then nice. got my NI number, and someone said that there's a place where you can get £5 for every successful lead, and did well in that, and so... Well, was that your first sales job? Yeah, first official job. Um, which you had to generate leads for a, a really I look back on it now it's probably dodgy now I look back at it but for a kitchen company where okay. it was promising the opportunity for a free kitchen design for a free kitchen Okay, but you had to let a designer come into your house Okay, um, so you used teen up appointments basically yeah basically and no, even, not even that just getting people interested in the concept Okay, 
was the first half of it, and mm. then I got promoted in about six weeks. Yeah. And then the second half of the job was actually getting a designer into the house. Oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the designer does the rest. And like, I think you get a tenner if you get a designer in per Decent. person or something Decent like that. Decent commission. Uh, so what was both your like perceptions of recruitment then before you got into it? Like You said you wanted to be a bit more challenging, a bit more challenging role, but what, what did you think recruitment was before you got into it? I don't really, like most grads, I guess, I didn't really know. Okay. Um, I thought it was hiring people and going out and speaking to people. And, yeah. You know, the fun side of it all where you don't actually get the real fun side yeah, of it. Yeah, so yeah. take out business development, take out client meetings yeah, yeah. and just find people for jobs. Did um, you um, ever sort of get approached by a recruiter when you was a grad to like try and help you? Yeah, that's how I fell into it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, so I came through one of the grad schemes. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah, they kind of said this is recruitment this is what it is yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and here I am now four years later doing that myself Done. living the dream <laughs> love it what about you Rahil did you have a perception of what recruitment was or yeah so I'm from quite an industrial town so okay. for me recruitment was um, either like contact centre work okay uh, factory work where yeah. they would take like a pound fifty, two pound out of your money, yeah, uh, yeah. or HGV drivers. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what I thought it was. Okay, uh, it was only when I come down to London that I got a much bigger picture of what recruitment truly is. Yeah, yeah. So what? How was um? So did you start on agency side? Sorry, yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah. And you went straight into agency as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like three sixty raw. Uh, yeah. First day, no system. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how how was it? so for me when I got into recruitment? Like, I thought the 12 months, like, I did okay, but it was fucking hard. What, how did you find your first 12 months? Um, so, I had a bit of a mixed bag. Um, it's not really on my LinkedIn. First company I ever worked for. <laughs> uh, I lasted eight weeks. Oh, really? Um, Why is that then? Let's talk about that. I won't say company name. Yeah, that's cool. Um, that's fine. Uh, Christmas party. Didn't do coke. Everyone else was doing it around me. Yeah, yeah. My boss's house. Wasn't bothered about doing it. I said, you guys crack on. I'm yeah, not yeah, involved. Yeah. And about two, three days later, I was told I wasn't gelling well enough with the team. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I'd gone home ill that day. He texted me, which I always uh, remember. He texted me to tell him it's not working out. Uh, yeah. When I'd gone home ill. Um, didn't even have the balls to it to my face or anything like that yeah. as well. So that... That sparked me for about the next 18 months because in my head after that, yeah. all I wanted to do was do... He said recruitment's not for you as well. Did he? So it? all I wanted to do, the next company that I worked for... Smash um, it. ...do well. And then I remember saying to him, I'm going to take a picture, I'm going to take a picture. I took a picture of me with a board, my middle finger up, and just sent him that. Did you? I haven't spoken to him since. What? Um, <laughs> wow. That, that spurred me for about the okay. next 18 months just to do that. Well, are you then? Sorry, how did the first 12 months? two jobs okay so I started off in my first job which was um, <coughs> high volume low level absolutely loved the guys I was working with yeah, but yeah. it just wasn't for me okay. um, I kind of started off my, my own desk and stuff did resourcing did compliance and mm. Didn't want to stay somewhere where all the NHS cuts were coming in in my naivety. Okay. I thought it would be easier somewhere else. So I jumped to um, an IT company and, yeah. and there I kind of ran a bit of a mixed desk. So I did some contracts, some perm, um, EAs, PAs, office managers, a little bit of internal recruitment. Okay. Found my passion. Yeah. Um, and then met Scott and Raheel. So, so I think it's fair to say that those 12 months can be difficult, can't they? And, and why, why do you think, obviously from now on an internal point of view, why do you think that is? Because I think I had someone on here before who who's done a lot of data, a lot of digging, and it's like one in three people will stay in recruitment after 12 months. Yeah. So what, why why do you think that is, in your opinion? Come on, do you want to say? <laughs> I'm quite passionate about this. Yeah, let's go. Um, the L&D side of me can't help but kind yeah. of come in here, and I yeah, think yeah. 
the most part of it is and it's one of the things that I always sell to people about FB and it's not a sell it's true is is the training okay people come in like myself like Raheel and if you haven't got something about you that a little bit of grit that makes you want to kind of stay and, yeah. and fight for it you don't um, and people kind of A wrong expectations but B training I think if you learn people's training needs and, and how they learn and what they learn mm. um, you can kind of peak interest in, in everybody yeah, yeah, regardless sure. of their learning style or how they actually see or perceive sales yeah, especially yeah. recruitment what do you think Rahel? two sides for me um, on one side from the industry perspective unfortunately grads use a bit of a commodity okay it's, I won't say cheap labour but if they don't do this by a certain timeline they're out and they don't, they don't really look team. yeah it's not even yeah, <laughs> not yeah go on. Uh, it's, it's too just metrics based and yeah, they don't yeah, look yeah. beyond that quite mm. often but I also think from the other side, from an individual perspective, less and less people are willing to actually graft and sort of like yeah. stick it out. I said, I finished my degree for fear of not wanting to be known as a flake. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so even the next job, I, I would have stuck it, even if I didn't enjoy it or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have stuck it because... You've had I that just, in you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I just think not enough people necessarily always are willing to have that level of graft, which yeah, you yeah. need for... Sales is hard and recruitment's even fucking harder. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, think, yeah. I think it's interesting what... Um, you said sorry because like for me my first day I was on the phone like when on the phone I was like shit my pants like I was like what the hell am I doing <laughs> but like yeah what, what do you think on the whole training thing because it's came up on here a few times and I think it's interesting where obviously people would say training right okay you learn how to register a candidate all that stuff but obviously how important is the sector that you're recruiting and, and that training right because I think that can also really help you in that in those early stages what do you think of that? Like, do you do much of that on the actual set that they're going to recruit in, or do you think it's more tailored towards the actual process and the do's and don'ts of that? It's both. Yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't really say it sways one way or the other. Um, with grads particularly, they start off on the on the candidate side. So we run an academy. Yeah, yeah. They come in and and they'll learn. I guess process as well as industries. Mm. Um, if we were to take somebody on, and, and when we take people on in in a sector, you know, you learn from your candidates, and generally we'll say to them you know learn your desk at the same time as learning the fb way and all the kind of things that yeah, we do yeah, but yeah. yeah i think it isn't one or the other it's both yeah, yeah it's got to be both for me the only advantage i had was worked in insurance and then was recruiting insurance i had some base knowledge but i didn't i didn't have a clue what i was doing and the roles <laughs> i was recruiting for I, I hadn't done before yeah. so i think for sure it's got to be both but i think there's um a lot of um, talk about it literally is just focused on the process and stuff but I think that the sex knowledge can really help in those early days and can just give you a bit a bit of confidence or um, just make you feel like you do know a bit like what you're doing because it is tough to, to pick up the phone sometimes early days but what what do you think where how do you think we can instill more grit into people then for recruitment I mean should we talk about what what it does look like at the end of the tunnel if you do put in the hard work and that isn't a hundred k in six months? No, it's do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like what what do we talk about to educate these people? Because every person, ninety percent of people I speak to who fall into recruitment, it's it's cheesy and cringy, but it, it has a potential to change your life, <laughs> like if, if you put in the work, right? So it's just like how can we get this message to people like yourself who has just come out of uni? Like, it's a real option, but obviously you've got to put in the work, like anything, right, in life, you've got to put in yeah, the work, but do. How, how do you think we can instill that into grads so more people stick in the... I mean, if I had that answer, geez, uh, <laughs> <laughs> have a lot bigger. Um, I think the first thing you've got to do is at the interview, you've got to be realistic with people. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, where I was at that place for eight weeks as well, um, I don't think I was given a realistic picture there. Yeah. yeah. I was kind of sold a bit of a dream of... Um, you know what, if you're you're billing well and consistently, you can come in at ten, play around the golf in the morning and stuff yeah, like that. Exactly. But very quickly, yeah. I clocked on. 
the top people don't do that yeah. and there's a, they're on top for everything else as well yeah, so yeah, yeah. it doesn't ever work like that so I think you like, generally when I try to interview a grad mm. I'm not trying to scare them off but I do try and scare them just be and, honest yeah um, yeah. probably even more so to play it's a bigger thing yeah. um, I remember when we took Samir I really said to him look if you think you've ever worked hard and doing anything that you've ever done you've, you've not got a clue yeah. yet because I, I will push you hard in your yeah, first 6-12 yeah, yeah. months but he was up for it yeah. as well that's what I mean If you, I think that's a good thing that people that do then back down at that point you know that they're not right for you and your business yeah. right yeah. and you're better off doing that earlier on rather than take them on pay X on training development and then they don't last longer than three yeah. months, six months. There's a lot more of a cost to, to the business, right? Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So, Tori, how... So, you know you said you found your passion in, internal. Yeah. How, what, why was that? Like, how did that come about? What did you like about it? So, I... <laughs> without sounding like a typical internal recruiter, yeah, I, I prefer working internally. I prefer okay. selling the business that I'm working in. I was doing it at my previous company and... I'm not as fond of sales. It's probably the best. Yeah, way what, to like put the it. BD and stuff. Yeah, I'm just. It's yeah, not, it's that not for me. Um, yeah. It is hard. It is tricky. Um, but I suppose I loved that business at the time and, mm. and what it stood for and the values and I like and embodied everything that that was about. And at the time, that was that was where I was most successful. And it yeah. wasn't just a case of internal candidates are easier to find as we know they're not. Yeah. Um, it's just a case of that's just plenty of strengths, right? I'm about. Yeah. That's what I said to someone recently because. I remember just from the context of being a recruiter, I remember speaking to uh, my old director and sometimes obviously we'd have friction with these internal recruiters for our clients now. Like, <laughs> they're just shit agency recruiters. That's, that's what's happened to these internal people. But I think you, you just played to your strengths, right? Um, what, what do you think about... I'm just curious, just because I think when you're on agency side, sometimes like you literally can feel like the, the client just doesn't value your service or anything like that. Do you feel... Do you feel have you felt more valued being in, in a business full-time you know your client your business you're getting people through the door uh, uh, did you feel more valued it comes with its own challenges you can't sack the client off if they're bad because it's your boss you know yeah, yeah, yeah um but yeah of course it's you feel more valued because you're yeah. you're working with and you're planning and you're you know you've got a strategy and you're working towards it with with the same two three four five people yeah, yeah, yeah. all the time rather than you know, one hiring manager this week and another exactly, the next. Yeah. It's different challenges. Yeah, but it's interesting. Yeah. So Rahil, how so? How long has um, your business been going now? To uh, just over three and a half years. Three and a half years. Yeah. yeah. Let's, how did you get to that point then of starting your own agency? What? Because I, I saw on LinkedIn, obviously, you become a senior consultant in a few places. Yeah. What What was the journey before you started FB? Um. I've, so I always knew I wanted to run my own business. Always um, knew that. Y- yeah, there's stories of what I used to do as a kid. like um, back the fun, What, the phone story? No, before that. I <laughs> okay, I love it. Um, but I always knew I'd, I'd want to run my own business. Okay. And uh, I always kind of got that thing from my dad as well. Okay, cool. Um, who always promoted running your own business. Okay. Uh, business partner, Scott, he ran a sh- uh, milkshake place, first milkshake place in Sheffield yeah. at uni, whilst he was at uni. Really? Love that. Um, and he did that concurrently whilst at uni. Um, wow. So he's got that streak in him as well. Yeah, yeah. We trained together. We kind of, I say, grew up together. Okay. We spent a hell of a lot of time together. Yeah. Um, we were on the same market, insurance, actually. Oh, really? Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I did interim, we did Perm. Oh, nice. Um, and we led what, teams. What, the Lloyd's London market? Uh, I did, yeah, yeah, I did more of that on the interim side, yeah. Oh, but, nice. Um, we did a lot of, probably more GI and life and pensions work as well. Okay, nice. Um, and it made sense for us to, okay. to work together again because we think very similarly yeah sometimes that's a really really good thing sometimes it means that we haven't got a third kind of picture yeah but that's yeah, yeah. 
the benefit of now having people like Tori, Tom, who's junior partner, mm. who bring other ideas to the table now as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so was, was yeah. there like a moment? Was there like a moment where you're like, right, this is it? Like, what was the point where you're like, right, okay, we're we're ready to to go out on our, on our own? Um, yeah, discussed it um, uh, and so on and so forth, and sort of looked at it and just thought like, we've got to go for this. So backed ourselves to do it, mm. and yeah, just to be honest. I don't think there's ever a point where I look back and thought this might not work. Really? You just feel of confidence and it just felt right? Yeah, because we'd done well for ourselves in terms of being consultants and we'd done well for ourselves in, in managing and building teams. Were you in the same agency? Yeah. So we, really? Yeah, we've worked together most of our careers. There's really? only been like about a year and a bit where we're kind of apart, but we're still good mates. And How did your old, old employer take it then? Did you both leave on the same day? Uh, for, that was for different reasons, but yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah that that was uh, yeah, yeah, the only reason why is because um, I just find that interesting. I'm learning more about it as I do this, but um, obviously, as you know, there's just, I'm sure it will happen in your business that people will be with you for X amount of time and then they go, you know what, I really want to set up on my own. It happens yeah. so much in recruitment, yeah, yeah. right? Um, and someone was sharing their story recently where they were so honest and they felt so bad that they told them before they got their commission paid. And obviously they they didn't get a penny <laughs> of that. Do you know what I mean? So it, it's interesting how people approach it, and and it is hard, especially if you have worked for a business for a while. Um, you really like the guys and all that, but you you've, you're here on your own journey, aren't you? So yeah, a little bit different for me and Scott in that um, we did like the guys, um, but at the same time there wasn't a path there yeah. to do something like that. I guess if one of my guys now come approached us and said, look, I think I'm going to accept for myself or make a move or something like that. Um, I'd encourage them to do it, but do it with us. So if they're really going to strike out, there's so many things that we can teach them on don't do this and and do this and and that sort of thing. That's what I mean. Have some support. And that's that's probably one of the biggest things that we're getting to a stage now where we're talking to people about support from people who have sort of built up international businesses, multi, I mean, we're multi-million, but sort of tens, hundreds of millions, that sort of level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And sort of mentorship in that way, whereby... I'd be offering that to anyone as well. Yeah, and build it with them and yeah. try and retain it and grow the group yeah. even bigger. I think what I've learned through this is like, I think there's just got to be better communication. Like for example, yeah. the, um, Sean, the CEO of here, he he was the top biller. Had and then they made him become a manager. Didn't want really to become a manager of a contract team. He was in insurance as well, and um, like there was never that conversation of like you could you could help us grow or you could be part of this business or whatever. Like you've got to talk about it, right? You've got to talk to your consultant and say, look, if if you are thinking big here, like we we can help you achieve that, right? Whereas I think that's what we've done. So yeah. we, I was, I remember being on honeymoon last October, getting a call from Scott and saying, look, met someone really really like her, um, but she's now not going to move to Nottingham, um, staying in Leeds, but I think there's something there. Yeah. So I remember interviewing her um, at Stupid O'Clock over there, yeah. um, and we set up a whole office around her. Amazing. Um, and now we've got somebody who said so. He's approached us. We've got a really good relationship with him. Yeah. He says, look, at some point in my future, I'd really like to go out to the states, even if it's for X amount of years. Yeah. Like I see that. Is there ever an opportunity here? Yeah. Look, we want to go international. We want to grow big. So yes, there is. So if you're committing to that, yeah. we'll commit to building that around you. Yeah. Let's put some targets in place and some metrics in place. And as soon as we start hitting those targets, we can start putting a proper plan in place to do that as well. Yeah. So now like that. New York is on I think, I think that's the scale. right approach, isn't it? Where I think, as I said, a lot of agencies, they they don't even talk to their top billers. They just think, yeah, they'll just carry on making loads of money. They're happy. Do you know what I mean? Whereas sometimes yeah. people need a bit more than that. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. I wanted to ask you then, because for me, it came quite naturally. So when I worked in an agency, there was 12 of us. 
and I, I do a lot of reading and all that sort of stuff but I sort of quickly realised that I can learn only so much from the people around me in these four mm. wars um, and I learned so much from them but I recognised that I was limited to what's in that room so mentorship what, what do you think that was I think there's just a lot more it's so much more popular now do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it is in, massively. And do, I agree with that. In terms of like recruitment or whatever, did you ever seek that in recruitment? Or I don't know, because I think it's like no one, maybe five, ten years ago, probably were talking about that in recruitment because it's like I don't want to tell you my secrets, I don't want to tell you how we're doing things and all that. Right? It was very yeah, yeah, yeah. much uh, keeping my cards close to my chest. So, um, have you seen more of that then? In, and you, you're obviously offering that and see the value of that. Uh, now, yeah, I agree with you that that kind of openness mm. it, there's a lot more when I was a consultant um, no um, and did I seek it not really I think I was lucky in that the business that I worked in for a few years um, we're about 50 60 strong okay. and so there are some really good billers yeah, 500 yeah, nice. billers there already um, and for me it was just about catching and overtaking those people yeah, so yeah. I didn't necessarily approach them what do you do well or anything like that I observed them mm. um, Scott was competition for me as well so it was always healthy competition. Yeah, yeah, nice. That's important, I think. Well. Yeah. Um, um, so drive nice. myself that way. So I'll, I'll ask you some questions about um, that that journey because I think that's always an interesting one when you start your own agency, right? And you said yeah. that you can offer loads of like what we did wrong and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, Tori, question for you: Just back to that sort of grit thing and the grads and stuff. What 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 key? I know you mentioned grit, but what what are the key sort of attributes you look for then for someone? So do you do you predominantly take people without experience? It's mixed. Mixed, Completely okay. mixed. Um, in terms of what we look for, if if we had the answer to that, like yeah, I yeah. said, you know, we'd we'd be double, triple the size yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what I, are the key the, the the things that have led to the most success, or the the you like you know what he's had that which meant I don't know what what are the key things that have led to a lot of success and hiring the right people? Do you think? Because it's a hard one. It is tricky, um, and this isn't necessarily something we look for, but it's something that I've seen as a pattern in the people that have, okay, have worked cool. out with us. Um, and I think it goes right back to even pre-interview is is their kind of initiative to go and look and research. Yeah. So the people that come in that are already passionate about FB, they know who we are, they yeah, know who yeah. I am, they know Rose's story, they know Scott's story. Yeah. I haven't necessarily told them to do that. Yeah, yeah. They come in. For me, I guess, in, in on reflection, shows that they care, they look, yeah. they want to know. They're obviously interested They're in, engaged, in recruitment. More engaged. Yeah. Um, I say that's a massive thing, researching and knowing yeah, what they're yeah. looking for. Other than that, it's the typical outgoing, you know, not yeah. scared to get on the phone, um, driven, mm. all the usual. Fair enough. Stuff, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, a lot of people, like, you, do you know, like, within the like, first few minutes if they're good or not? That gut feeling. Have you seen my article on LinkedIn? Haven't you called the gut? Yeah, but I fully, <laughs> I, fully, I fully believe that as well. Like, but it's so hard to like put that into words. But like. It's just a weird one, isn't it? It's like, you know we what? We asked everybody in our business like that. 80% of the time, yeah. Yeah, that it, my gut feeling when I f- in the first five yeah. is usually what I end up going with. It, yeah. yeah, yeah. And with that gut feeling, is it normally right? Is it more right when, as opposed to the ones where you go, you know what, I'll give him a chance? She's nodding at I'm me. So I'm <laughs> <laughs> how yeah. weird, that's crazy though, right? It's just like how that works. I don't know, but it's just... It's just it's a weird one, isn't it? it is I do a weird believe one. it's not just on paper. It's it's about two people, and, and yeah. it isn't just about whether two people get on. It's about whether, obviously, Raheel's values fit with that person, and, yeah, and yeah. therefore, do does that person's values fit with the company's values? And if they do, then chances are you're onto a winner. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So, um, Raheel, then back to obviously starting starting the the agency. Then, so first twelve months. Was it you and Scott the whole time, or did you would you hire people in that time? Or no, we didn't. It's just uh, us two. 
Yeah. Um, did you what, did you work whereabouts? Did you have an office straight away, or did you work? Yeah, from... yeah so we're in London. Okay. Um, so you started in London. Office. Yeah, just got a small office there, um, and we just wanted to make sure we had a good client base at the very beginning. Is that what uh, you focused on? Yeah, basically, and uh, that was completely within. Did our you have a business well. plan? Uh, we did. Do you know what? Did you? We did. We did. Because we actually <laughs> found it, our projections, um, really? about two weeks ago from oh. what we set at 15. And as uh, weird you as You need to take is, a picture of that and share that. Did I? Did you You say? should. Uh, you well, we, we saved it. And you we, saved we, that, we okay. looked at it again. We forgot we'd had it. Yeah. Uh, and we looked at it again in terms of what we projected for this year. Yeah. And we're like scarily close to doing what we then set at the beginning of this year. But what we set at the beginning of this year wasn't having looked at that document. We forgot we had that document. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So we worked it out methodically based on last year and what we yeah, thought we'd yeah, grow yeah. this year. And then we've looked back. We've only been about, I think we predicted a hundred grand difference to what we set ourselves at the beginning of this really? year. Really? Yeah, that's in weird. terms of profit, which that's is, weird. it's good to know that like we didn't just pick figures out yeah, the sky yeah, yeah, yeah. three years ago. So what, what was the, what was like the focus then? Because a lot of people don't have a business plan and they just go, yeah, I can do recruitment. So yep. I'll just crack on. So what? So why did you decide? What was what was the tactic behind focusing on clients and getting the client base? Why, why did you that was just that? to start off? I mean, we always had a vision of what we wanted the business to be, okay. uh, which was a mix of good things that we'd seen from companies we worked for and in the industry, and bad things, so we don't make the same mistakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one of the things we wanted to set the business up with was a real consultant type mindset of process and efficiency we have to do a lot of like invoice related chasing and time sheets and stuff like that mm. which takes up a hell of a lot of time yeah and so that's we said look we're going to minimize that stuff for our uh, company and our consultants so use technology for that yeah, yeah so nice. we've tried to automate as much of that as we possibly can nice. and we'll always look to do that um but yeah no i mean scott's got a finance background to him okay. he, i call him rain man um, <laughs> so did he because one person told me that when you start on your own like the best advice I could give you is like make sure you've got a good accountant is uh, he that guy he is that guy That's yeah good. did we we would have had an accountant for day one, <laughs> he he does most of it even to this day really yeah he does about um, four or five hours every weekend that's because I think where a lot of people because like if you think about when you're a recruiter hybrid and recruiter like yeah I can do this on my own but it's so much more than just billing oh yeah do you know what I mean massively <laughs> honestly the, yeah. the stuff that we I guess we first thought would take this is a, a 20 minute job this is a 10 minute job yeah two hours later three hours later you're still <laughs> dealing with it um, so yeah that bit was a underestimation when we first what, what would you say was like the biggest learning in your first 12 months the finance piece was a big one. Yeah. Um, definitely. Like I said, invoice chasing, uh, it takes two minutes to send yeah, out an email. As it keeps... Jesus, it, yeah, it's so much more than that. Um, that's a big piece. Um, expectations of suppliers. I think we have really high expectations of suppliers, and then sometimes when that doesn't get met, we had to kind of dumb, not dumb down our expectations, but dumb down how we were kind of dealing with certain suppliers as well. Suppliers being... So we uh, used one, again, no names, but we yeah. used one uh, finance company when we first started doing projects. Oh, right, okay, okay, yeah. Um, and we just clashed with them so much. Oh, okay. With simple little things as well. Yeah, we, yeah, I think you've got to have the right strategic partnerships, haven't you? Yeah, so that, that took us thing. two Fair or three enough. times. To we find used, the right we used partners. to bank with one bank, and again, as soon as we kind of got out of our minimum period, we moved because yeah, yeah. they weren't giving us what we what we wanted. That's interesting. So when when did you hire your first person then? Jan 2016. Really? Yeah, fourth of Jan, twenty sixteen. How was that? Was that a big? Was it a big, big moment? Three people started at once. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Why? Why? Why three people? 
why not? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. No, just because like we've always, I think we've always been of the mindset of uh, fuck it, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Like, how was that feeling? Because I guess have you recruited for your team before when you? Was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Done, oh, yeah. So right, that, okay. that wasn't like a new feeling. I guess momentous from a, an FB perspective, yeah. but um, it was it, it's a stepping stone to yeah, yeah, yeah. something greater. So it wow. just was, was was it was. Are some of them still with you now? Uh, yeah. No, yeah. not the first three. Okay. No, she was four. Oh, she was number, number four. four. <laughs> Have they gone and start their own agencies and stuff then? Or not? No, no. One uh, is now working internal. Nice. Um, gave a reference for her actually about six months ago. Nice. Um, one's out of recruitment completely. Okay. Uh, and I think he's doing some stuff on his family land towards Wales. Amazing. And uh, one's a senior con elsewhere. Wow. So what? Um, so where? How many heads have you got now then? Uh, just over thirty at the moment. Really? So, yeah. And how long has it taken to get to that point? Since Jan 2016, so 16. just over two and a half years. Wow, that's quite a growth, right? What would yeah. you put that down to? Do you think? Because that that a lot of people s- struggle to even get to to thirty heads. A lot of people I was, I was at a recruitment network yesterday, and loads of people who are sort of at around fifteen, twenty heads, and because attrition and yeah. all those sorts of things, right? War for talent, whatever, find it really hard to to get to that level. And I think I remember going to a seminar and they said when you get to the thirty point, the next point is like fifty or whatever. That's a whole other hurdle in itself. But how, what sort of hurdles did you have getting up to to thirty people? We from day one we tried to put in a structure so it was scalable. Okay. Um, and if you ask me why, how we've been able to get to that, all cheesy stuff aside. No, go on. Honestly, if it wasn't for the team around us, people like Tori, people yeah. like you, people like Tom, Lauren, Danny, people like that, um, from a management perspective, we wouldn't be able to. Yeah. So it's about trying to us trying to scale it. Yeah. Um. I, we always say we've got to grow as, as big as possible, as quick as possible, but in a stable fashion as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we don't just want to hire say fifteen grads and then hope that two work out or anything. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's not us. That's not smart. Um, so I guess yeah. it's because a lot of so for example the director used to work for, it like he found it so hard to take a step back from the business, right? So what you're saying there, you've yeah. got the right people around you to then take a step back, so then you can do the things to help grow the business right we're just trying to do that now more so, so you still billing you guys yeah oh, yeah. yeah we've still got contractors out there um nice. yeah yeah how what, what how how do you deal with that right because like you're going to have the relationship and when you're not on the phone anymore they're going to think you're too big to be on the phone i don't know how do you how do you approach that no i mean look i always explain it i'm quite open so with the clients and say look i i want to dedicate time to you but at the same time i don't want to do you a disservice yeah so rather than me pretending that i can do something and not Mm. I will oversee things and I'll keep an eye on things, but at the same time, this individual is going to be able to do the hands-on day-to-day for you. Yeah, yeah. So, and you're going to be in a much better position where you're going to get more attention that way as well. Yeah, but any problems, give me right a call. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it's just still like, look, I'm still here for you, but yeah, trust me. If you trust me, then you should trust this person that yeah. you're going to be speaking to. Yeah, nice. What what sectors you guys recruiting them? Was it insurance still? Well, so no, we we don't do too much in that just at the moment. Um, that's what Scott and I always did traditionally. It's become a little bit more saturated. Okay. Um, but we do a lot in the tech space. Nice. Uh, a lot in the fintech space okay. within that as well, um, and in that kind of startup um, phase as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, we we work with a lot of VCs and PEs. The nice. telco space being another yeah. one. Um, How come you ended up going down that road? Any particular reason, or was that always the plan, or you just saw the opportunity, or again, things that the market's changed so much yeah. over the last decade or so. Um, that entrepreneurial thing, and with things like The Apprentice and mm. Dragons Den, and so on and so forth, that is a massive part of I think British culture now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's never been easier to sort of uh, start up and get funding and yeah, things yeah. like that as well. Now, have so. you seen Shark Tank? Yes, I have. 
Yeah. Anyone, have you seen it? Sorry. No. You need to watch it. It's like it shits on the Apprentice and it shits on the Dragon's Den, in my opinion. Like it's so much better. Sometimes <laughs> it's a little bit too kind of cliche too, American. Yeah, it is a bit too American, but like there's real deals going on yeah. on that show. Do you yeah, know what I mean? It's like multi-million pound deals is going to be done, and then you go and watch Dragon's Den. I don't know. It's just a bit flat. And it's like yeah, we're going to invest fifty uh, k okay, in yeah. that. Obviously, that's a large amount of money, but I don't know. Shark Tank. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. No, I'm a big fan of Mark Cuban who's on it. Yeah, yeah, um, he's class. So I think that's probably how I first come across it. Actually, fair enough. Cool. So, Tori, so when did you join um, FB? October 2016. Okay, so, so month w- ten month. Yeah, amazing. Month 10. So, what what's your journey been like? Because obviously, so it's your sole purpose to help uh, these guys reach their ambitions of growing and all that that sort of thing. So, how, how's that journey been for you? Her well, you can be honest. Her ambitions too. You can, yeah, and you're, you can be honest. Yeah, I've loved it. Um, yeah. It's a short and long answer, really. Um, yeah. It's been a journey. I've learned so, 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 so much. Not yeah, just yeah. about internal recruitment, but about kind of helping these guys grow, how yeah. they learn, how they work, you know, what's going to look good, what doesn't look good. The difference is in different cities in the UK. So mm. filled the Leeds office almost immediately, completely on my own. Um, really? What do you think that is then? It was a whole whole bag of Rector X and kind of help from different yeah. people. Um, and London is, London is the hardest. And everybody always says, oh, you know, there's most recruiters in yeah, London. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be the easiest. It isn't. Why do you think that is then? Uh, again, <laughs> if I had the answers. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I think smaller markets in, in smaller cities. Mm. Um, people are more kind of willing to, to try off something new. In London, everybody kind of, you know, the big ones and you know the, the yeah, smaller yeah. companies. Um I think that could be part of it, but again, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So it's um, a difficult one. Obviously, especially in London, like there's so many mm-hmm. recruitment agencies. Yes, so hundreds, many thousands. <laughs> uh, where are you guys based in London? Whereabouts? So at the moment, we're just off the Old Street roundabout. Okay, uh, we've nice. just signed new offices, so we're moving to um, Bank Station. We were in Jan. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, I went there. Obviously, you've been, but yeah. I went there recently, and um, very nice. To the new one. The new just, one, yeah, 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 the new one, yeah. It's yeah. really nice. It's, it's, it's exciting. It's quality. Excited. Yeah, why have you been there? Why have I? Yeah. Met a client. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, yeah, it's really nice. But, Fraser John? Huh? Fraser John? No, no, it wasn't. Oh, okay. It wasn't. They're um, in, they're in that same building. <laughs> no, there's quite, the same there's quite a few recruitment businesses in WeWorks and yeah. Yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, amazing. So what, what's... Um, What's like the long term planning? Like, where, so you said you want to be global, that sort of thing. Like, what's uh, what's the big vision? Ultimately, I, I have this dream that we'll be in every major continent, and then Amazing. from there, go to every major city in every major continent as well. Really, uh, that's the big one. Everyone asks me about an exit plan, and I just look back at them blankly. Why would I have an exit plan? Yeah, because to me, that's a little bit defeatist. Okay. Of, uh, like I'm, I'm looking to get out, yeah, and I'm yeah. doing everything that I'm doing just to get out. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're not. We're looking to build this as big as possible. We'd like to go to a place where we could go public. Yeah. Um, and you're not flaky, are you? You're not a flaky guy. No, uh, <laughs> which we've already seen as well. Um, uh, so is that um, how? Qu- questioning because um, at this event yesterday, it's a huge, it's a huge topic across all businesses, but like. How do you, and it, I think it comes down to the vision from what I've learned and taken on, but how do you try and keep that culture? Because I'm sure you guys have built a culture, right? So you want to go into different continents and all that. I don't know if it's something you thought about or it's a challenge that you've had from being in Leeds office, London, yeah. or whatever. Like, How do you try and maintain that FB culture? So we do little things along the way where uh, we try and get the offices in the UK at the moment together okay. uh, as and when we can. Nice. Things like Christmas parties. We've had a lot of the consultants who will, um, outside of work, book five-a-side football games. So we've had a, a lot of uh, Knotts versus London, nice. uh, two games on yeah. a Saturday morning. 
Um, we every Friday we do something called Wins of the Week, so okay. we get everyone on TVs and uh, webcams. Yeah, uh, and each consultant goes through their their best sort of highlight or the best win Love of that, that week. Well, I only started doing that here, and I think it's great. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's such, it's a, big such a good thing to yeah, do. It's a big thing it. of positivity, and yeah, every, yeah. so that means everyone's sharing as well. Yeah, that's really good. And then people going back and forth between the offices. We've always got people from Knots and Leeds coming down to London all the time. Yeah. Um, when there's general announcements, promotions, mm. company-wide emails or pictures and things yeah, like yeah. that as well. What do you and Scott do? Because I think. Like, how do you make sure you're not disconnected from, like, do, do you know what I mean? Because I'm sure yeah. you know everyone's story, you know everyone's yeah. problems. Do you know how do you try and deal with that as you as you grow and as you scale? Like, how do you make sure there isn't a disconnect? And yeah, how how do you think you're gonna deal with that? What on an individual basis? Yeah, just just you and Scott, right? If you guys are the owners of the business yep. and you're growing, you may not be able to build a relationship with every single person as you'd like to or you have in the past. Yep. But how do you anticipate de- dealing with that or? I mean, we're, when they talk about stuff like five-a-side football and stuff like that, we're the first there. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so sure. we'll get involved in as much as we possibly can. A yeah. little bit difficult sometimes in the sense that I've just had a kid. He's had a one year. His son's now one. Oh, wow. Um, so I'm having to shoot back quite well, most nights at the moment. Yeah. But um, we'll always try and get involved in anything. And yeah. neither of us are precious about being the owners or anything like that. So yeah, yeah. everyone takes a piss out of us as much as yeah. if we're taking a piss out of everyone else. Yeah. I think for me, maybe you agree, but I think a real Im- uh, important thing as well is like you, you and Scott actually share like what you want to achieve, right? And share the I'm vision. Do, yeah. do you know what I mean? But a lot of a lot of like I remember in the agency I was was in before, I never knew once what the like goal was or what the vision was. Like you just crack on, build your recruitment desk, and like, I think a lot of agencies have to they end up building a business and they think oh shit we actually lost sort of where it was going or whatever and people don't instill that value of actually we're going here that's why i'm going to stay later today or that's why i'm going to put in in the work do you get what i mean so yeah. do you actively communicate that you guys want to be global and all that well yeah tory's nodding yeah and yeah nodding away but do you do that from day one like individual basis company-wide basis presentations end mm. of year um annual general meeting we do um obviously we've not had loads of them yet um but it's always what's the vision what's the end goal and each one of the people that we take on from i guess from conversation one interview one um you know giving an offer planning their desks out they're all given the opportunity and and kind of to or to opt in or to opt out of going you know further abroad and further Mm. afield and where do they see our plan fitting in with them because not everybody wants to go to America not everybody wants to stay in the UK so we we kind of incorporate that into everybody's plans right from from conversation so it's like it's just spoken about from day one what the the plans are I think think that's I think that's the right way to have you ever done a vision day like Uh, with the whole business not with the whole bit we do on the AGM so there's a a vision thing then yeah yeah Um, and I'm it's something that now each uh, person who's heading up each office yeah has then gone and done that, uh, what we call it, sort of the team charter, if you like, yeah, yeah. where they kind of go through what that office, it's not a prescriptive thing. Yeah. The whole, all the teams have said, we want to be known as this, we want to be known yeah, as nice. that, we want Leeds office to have this reputation. Yeah, yeah. And then they've kind of whittled it down to top 10 things. Yeah, nice. And that, that's a commitment that they've put up themselves. Yeah, so amazing. then they're going to commit to that. Because, yeah, we did a vision day here and I've never done anything like that before and I thought it was so valuable, right, to get yeah, people together. Massive, massive. Where are we going? What are we doing well at the moment? What are we not doing so well? And I just think that's so powerful. Massive. Um, that's amazing. So, quick question for you then because you probably had to deal with this. Um, how how um, how have you dealt with, like, your top billers? Um because there's a whole topic around like top billers, should they all become managers? Should they be pushed into management? I'm sure you may have made mistakes along the way yeah. pushing people into management when you shouldn't have. Like, how have you how have you dealt with that? And what's your view on people who are billing very well 
and it may end up being management out of choice, not out of choice. What, what's your view on that? We don't do it out of a not out of choice thing. Yeah, so yeah. where Tori just said on the first conversation, mm. part of that is actually ascertaining from them, do you see yourself wanting to go down that route? Yeah. But then it's a constant checking in on that as well. Yeah, because in. again, if you might have a 22, 23 year old who says yes, but then later on thinks actually, I don't want to go, I just want to selfishly yeah, build. Yeah. So by constant checking in with them, we have a better understanding of where they want to go down. And if yeah, they do, yeah. Then again, once they've hit certain um, uh, points along the way, it's never done on a time thing. It's always yeah. done on performance. Yeah. Once they've hit those, then we say, right, we're going to introduce you to it. It's not just a right now you're going to manage yeah, someone. Yeah, yeah. It's a me- it starts off with mentoring. I think yeah, exactly. And I think you've got to be honest as well because like not every top biller who comes to you and goes on to be a manager should be a manager. A lot right? of bad. <laughs> That's lot what bad. I mean. That's what I, I mean. So it's like all. Oh, it also comes down to that honesty that you said at the beginning that you are that you have to be honest and go. You know what? From my experience, look, I'm, I'm happy to support you, but I honestly think that maybe you should just mentor one person and see how you find that, and then yeah. they might through that be like, oh shit, I just rather care about yep. my desk. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. it's a difficult Absolutely. one. Management's hard in any industry. Mm. I think particularly in recruitment, because yeah. you're not just running your own desk; you're running other people's and their yeah. days and and your own. From, from speaking to people, I think what when you're like um, a top biller and then you start getting the team under you, like one of the things that I've heard you may relate to this is like you have the expectation of your consultant underneath you that what you do like what you do you think they just they do it that way it's just so far from the truth (laughs) even now it's a constant battle of even if i see someone at interview yeah and they haven't done something to a certain level i've my obviously my go-to is going to be what would i have done what did was i prepared to do um and it's i've got to remind myself look I'm, it's not like I'm some sort of standard bearer or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Like everyone's a little bit different. It doesn't mean that that person has that humility in business. Um, and then take it from there. Yeah, yeah. Take them for what they are rather than cool. against me. So what what I'm always curious to know then, what's been, uh, for the both of you, What what's been like the, the lowest point in your career and then what, where in recruitment and what's been the, the highest point? What, what springs to mind? Do you want to answer or should I? Both of you. Can. I think we've both got, probably got completely different yeah, answers. Yeah, yeah. Um, both, yeah. I don't. I don't really know if I've got a lowest point. There must be one, but I don't know. I think my high. I'm Tell me your struggling. high point. Was fine. My my high point was finding these guys. Really. Um, oh, how did you how did you find them? My boss is that <laughs> how um, did you how did you two meet? How did you guys meet? Darren. Okay. Um, introduced us and yeah, I think I met Scott first. Yeah, you did. Um, I, I met you. Had second. a chat with him. Yeah. You know, went over what they were looking for and stuff, and then met Raheel and then. Yeah, I was here and not not overlooked back since history. really. Yeah, fair enough. That's that's nice to hear. Real yeah. um, Pret on the corner. Yeah, in, yep. King, in our old King's Cross offices, we used to meet at Pret. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, we, we, the guys here start. They was just used to basically live in Citizen M. <laughs> I think they at one point they was in there so much they put signs up like this is not a working space. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Rahel? I'm sure there must have been some tough times, right? Some challenges that you had to to go through. Uh, I can't think of a low point here, to be honest. Um, I'd say if there's any low point, it's... So I worked for a company called TJC. Yeah. And it was a day I finally decided to leave there because um, that business at one point was a fantastic business. Yeah. And it should have gone on to become something so much more than it ever did. Yeah. Um, It doesn't even exist now, unfortunately. Wow. Um, And like I said, we were about 60, 65, maybe even 70 people at one point. Yeah. there's a day mentally I decided this is it for me yeah, because yeah. when I joined that business I remember saying at interview if I'm not a director of this place in five years I would have wasted my time wow um, 
and I, I really subscribe to that. Like, yeah. It might have been really a really You really aim for that. But I was genuinely aiming for it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, and it didn't happen. So I kind of look back on that now, gratefully, but at the time, I was upset that, that I wasn't going to fulfil that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about your high point? Um, it's been some amazing times. Jesus, we've had a lot. Again, they'll all be FB related. Um, That's cool. But there's been so many, I guess. Um, the fact that we came 11th in the, the top startups out in the country mm. um, recently would be a That's major, major one. achievement, yeah. Um, especially when you look at the companies on that list. I think 85, 90% of them are externally funded. Really? Yeah. So they've they've all gone through funding rounds, whether that's like a Kickstarter or yeah, a PE yeah, yeah, or something yeah. like that. Um, we're not. We're organically funded. Amazing. We've never gone and sought a penny from anyone. So that's a really proud moment for yeah, me that we're be. competing against people like that. Yeah. And we've never even gone and got the same sort of capital yeah. like those. I think that's have. definitely something to be proud of. And I think um, that if you're um, you're obviously around the tech world and all that, but I think it's very easy to sort of portray that your business is doing extremely well when you've just got secured X amount of funding and all that. I don't know, there's something around that, isn't there? It's like, obviously, um, loads of businesses do need funding and stuff like that, but I don't know, I just think it's an interesting one when it's just like, let's talk about the profit and how that's going and all that sort of thing. Do you get what I mean? Part of it feels like it's a bit of a head start. Yeah. And so <laughs> yeah. It, it kind of feels like we've really grafted to get where we are. Yeah, yeah. Not, I'm not saying that, the, that anyone else doesn't graft. Yeah, yeah. But the the X million or something that those companies started with, we've yeah. we've had to generate it from clients yeah, through yeah, work yeah. that we've done. So where where do you guys see recruitment going then? Like where where's it going? It's changed a lot, isn't it? Yeah, it's changed a it's hell changed, of a lot. It's changed a lot. So where, next five years, what what do you think is gonna happen, or where do you think it's heading? In your view, I think reputation from non industry people is going to get a lot better mm. because practices are getting better, training's getting better, the people are getting better. So I think, yeah, probably upwards and a lot bigger. Very, very nice point of view. That's good. Thanks. I hope so too. <laughs> I hope so too. Like, I, I think the industry is a great industry. Um, and I think, yeah, I think more stuff like this and actually honest people like you saying, look, this is what it's going to involve um, will mean that a lot pe- a lot less people get into it and think, oh my God, like, this is not for me. Do you know what I mean? We need yeah. more people who actually know what's involved and mm. the hard work's involved, but also the rewards are there to, to be reaped. I think from my side... It- technology wise is really going to advance over the next five years so people will be offering different type of offerings uh, and services via Mm. different platforms mobile apps being a big one um, and AI probably being the other really big one as well yeah yeah Um, that comes back to automation and stuff I think I think I I released an article on it today from a podcast I did and I think it's um, I think it's like that human element and the relationship building is like always going to be there, but it's it's it's, it's like you said the invoices and whatever else. It's just understanding what what can we automate through technology to make sure that I'm always focused on building relationships, building community, and all that, so I can do the best things that I can, as yeah. opposed to like you said the stuff that you think is going to take two minutes, but it takes ages. Yeah. <laughs> um, last few questions then before uh, we wrap up. I always like to ask this question. Um, I'd love to get both your opinions on it. So. If if LinkedIn was to shut down tomorrow, yeah, what, what would you, what would how would you build your recruitment desk? Like, what would you double down on? You got to start mapping out your clients and start calling yeah. them at the desks a little bit more, um, yeah. and picking up the phone a little bit more. Wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so you just get on the phone, and start speaking to people, all that, yeah. 
I mean, recruitment existed and thrived before LinkedIn came yeah, about, yeah, yeah. so there's no reason why it yeah. couldn't afterwards. It's, it's, just, it's just a change of it's mindset. It's just an interesting one because, like, I've met, some, I'll be honest, I've met some agencies, and obviously, if you scroll through your LinkedIn newsfeed now, when I was in recruitment, it was nothing like what, and that was only no. like, it's changed, it's like a lot more like Facebook, and there's loads of videos on there, or whatever. So, um, I've met some agencies that actually don't quite restrict LinkedIn but like it's like a bit frowned upon for people to like just be scrolling through LinkedIn or like they're trying to limit the use of LinkedIn so like it's just interesting what if people think that people become really reliant on LinkedIn um, and yeah sort of forget about the, the old ways that we used to do it. I think at the heart of what we do it's still a people-based job it's yeah. still a relationship-based job so mm. it's got it's a tool right it's a tool yeah, it's to a tool, exactly. help the job but it isn't the job Mm. at the same time and mm. so we can't overlook what the core skills need to be exactly what would you do Tori if you didn't have LinkedIn tomorrow if you are in town or town well, what would you do just go outside their offices <laughs> yeah I think I'd have to start going around with cookies and stuff yeah. the old fashioned way wouldn't I just different companies <laughs> start call calling yeah, yeah fair I guess enough. Yeah. fair enough so what's um, before we finish what what's going on in uh, seems obviously recently won a few awards like what's going on what, what, are, you, what are you guys excited about so many awards. <laughs> um, we have recently been, so Rahil and uh, one of our cons that you mentioned earlier have been shortlisted in the Marketing and Digital Awards. Okay. Um, so we've got that going on in November. Um, Startups Awards as well. Yeah. Uh, I think there's three there. Okay. Um, best Place to Work being one of them. Nice. And I believe there's another one about tech as well. Um, we've actually just won an award for technology, which is oh, nice. fantastic. Um, yeah, so lots and lots of stuff going on in the awards world. Um, in terms of kind of what's going on internally, we're looking at hiring, taking on the next load of grads. Yeah. Um, what's so that, London, um, for, the, for the new WeWork office? Lo- yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so looking at that really and, and kind of developing and, and bettering our training programme. Nice. What are you uh, excited about, Rahel? We've put uh, this, fifth, uh, this uh, figure of 50 heads. We we have to get to fifty heads as ASAP. By what twenty nineteen? As soon as possible. Oh, no, no, not by the yeah. Um, <laughs> Yesterday. Yeah, um, as soon as possible. So it's working towards that. That and the move, the London office move to that new WeWork office, yeah, yeah, yeah. which we visited last week, and is honestly it's phenomenal. It's not even finished, but it, it, from what it is, yeah, it's yeah. phenomenal. So you're excited to get in there and just I'm get buzzing about it. I can't wait. Really, I'll be doing. I'll be in there on Christmas Day working, like getting it set up. Love it. Love it. Um, so, a question I always ask, you may have heard this story if you listen to the podcast, but um, so you can either answer with just a, sen- um, a word or a sentence. If the both of you could uh, communicate to every single person in recruitment, they'd listen, they'd take on your advice, they'd implement it on their recruitment desk tomorrow, what, what would you say? What advice have you got for them? Work your ass off. Love it. <laughs> Sorry? Yeah. Um, I'd say graft. Graft. Yeah. yeah, have that grit. Mm. Love it. Guys, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, Thanks for coming for on. Thanks for having us. Wicked. Yeah.